0: Welcome to the Self-Love Podcast, the show that helps crack open your heart and inspire a deeper regard for your own well-being and happiness. Proudly brought to you by 28 Essentials. Here's your host, the gorgeous Kim Morrison. Welcome to the Self-Love Podcast. This week's quickie, I wanted to dive deeper a little bit into the concept of living above the line and what it means when we go below the line. Now, the concept is one of the most fundamentals that you will see in conscious leadership. And in my business coaching and all the years that I have been working, this has been a concept that I have really evolved with and alongside of with my teens, my family, and my relationships. Now, it's a beautiful concept, really. And one of the most amazing things about it is that to live above the line means that you are probably more open, curious, and committed to learning. So, what does it mean to exactly live above and below the line? What does it look like? Well, firstly, I want to say to you that we all go below the line at times. We all end up going into what we call blame, denial, and making excuses. But what I really want to focus on is it's easy to go into below the line behavior. We know when we blame the outcomes or circumstances or things that happen or around us, we seem to think it happens to us. It's not our fault. We also can be in denial. Absolutely, it didn't happen to us or we're not taking responsibility for that or I had nothing to do with it. It wasn't my fault. And we also know that we can make excuses. The dog ate the cat, which ate the homework, which I couldn't hand it in on time. Or we can make excuses that the traffic was busy instead of being responsible, accountable and taking ownership of the fact that I didn't leave early enough and taking into account that the traffic could be bad. Now, below the line behaviors often indicate the presence of victimhood mentality or failure to take personal responsibility. When someone operates from below the line, they view the life through the lens of a victim, always being at the effect of life and interpreting it to a it's happening to me lens. They're usually closed, defensive and committed to being right. And as I say that, You either know someone like that, or you know you yourself has been like that at times. But we also know that below the line behaviors are common. And as I said to you, the most important thing about operating from below the line is it's actually the default state of being for almost everyone, because we're so committed to being right, we can even fool ourselves into thinking that we're above the line when actually we're behaving below it. When we're below the line, we view ourselves as a victim and don't take personal responsibility for our actions. This outlook then manifests itself into the below the line behaviors of, as I said, denying, blaming or making excuses. Now, they're all part of an attempt for our ego to defend itself by being right. And this often creates a negative feedback loop where our own below the line behaviors influence our below the line thoughts and vice versa. So let's think about some of the below the line thinking. Let's see if you can see yourself or others in this. As we know, it's to protect our ego, which satisfies our survival instincts. Below the line behaviors typically lead to several of the thoughts like it's not my fault. I'm right. They're wrong. I know everything there is to know about the situation. It has to happen my way. Think about that for a moment. Because we know below the line behaviors and thinking might be our default, but they do nothing to contribute to our success and joy. They distort our view of reality and hinder us from achieving our true potential. And I think whether you're a leader at work, whether you are using this beautiful model in your corporate environment, your business, or whether it's in your relationships, families and homes. I think it's really important to have a look then at what it means to live above the line. Now, this usually, when we're in above the line behavior, it usually takes on the look of being open, security in your own self, and the taking on of your own personal responsibility. When we operate above the line, we view the life of the lens as a creator, as someone who is able to impact and learn from their situations. We can to interpret life through a by me lens instead of a to me lens. Usually, when we're in this position, we're open, curious, and committed to learning. Now, above the line leadership or behaviours don't come naturally to us because we have to work hard to achieve this line of thinking. And what we do, though, with above the line behaviour, is most of the time we actually take responsibility, accountability and ownership for all of the things that happen around us, to us, for us, and with us. Now, of course, and I'm sure as you're listening to this, we all hope to be above the line as much as possible. The most important job of someone who wants to be consciously above the line is to actually live it and be your word when you are in it. I guess the most important job of a conscious person who's able to recognize above the line thinking is to know whether you are above or below the line. When you recognize a lack of being above the line, you can actually start to shift your thinking from below the line into getting yourself above the line. You know, an example of this that I often give if I've got students is let's say you were meant to get your homework in by five o'clock on Friday evening. And for some reason, you had all sorts of dramas, stories, things happen, life gets in the way, kids, dogs, pets, animals, phone, uh, work, all these different things, relationships, life is busy. And you had all the reasons in the world as to why you couldn't get the homework handed in on Friday. Now, if you really do go below the line, You're going to share with the person that you had to get the homework in with your whole story, and you'll tell the drama and all the reasons why. But if you take accountability, ownership, and responsibility, all you will do is send a message to the person you had to give give that homework to and say, hi, forgive me, life has gotten the way. No excuses, not trying to persuade you in any other way. I will not get my homework to you by Friday at 5 p.m. However, I will commit to getting it to you by Monday at 3 p.m. Now, you may lose points for that. You may not get the outcome you wanted, but as you can hear, it's a very different slant, a very different approach to actually taking ownership because ultimately, and I don't mean to sound awful when I say this, but no one really cares about your story and your drama. You just want to know the outcome. So above the line, thinking is best when we exemplify our openness and eagerness to learn. When we're not hindered by the urge to defend our ego and always be right, we are able to investigate the world and our own actions with curiosity and joy. It means we have the freedom to critique and analyze our own words and actions because we aren't threatened by the possibility of being wrong. With this perspective in mind, I want you to imagine that then knowing above the line behaviors will often play out in many different several or different ways, (laughs) several ways in things like, what did I do to contribute to this? What else might be going on in this situation that I'm not aware of? What could I be doing differently? And how can I take ownership and responsibility for what's happening? It is a very different approach to what happens in the world. And I can honestly say to you, the more you practice being above the line and thinking yourself to encourage and empower yourself to ask questions, even though you might not like the answers to, it will ultimately help you. You can do this in the office where often people will embrace above the line thinking, We know that many want to be above the line and you can create this environment because it takes a conscious person to do so and to embrace it and to lead by example. But I will also say that that is the exact same thing that can happen in the home, in your relationships. As parents, we already know that when we are thoughtful of the process and decide to shift our mental attitude and aptitude and behavior above the line, in doing so, we actually inspire others to adopt above the line behaviors and above the line thinking. I understand for many of us, this isn't always easy, but one of the best things we can do, just a simple thing like saying, okay, can we explore this more so I can understand it better, opens the door to more honest communication and allows information to be shared with openness and care. So I think what's really amazing and really beautiful about understanding this beautiful model is that asking questions in this kind of way gives us above the line behavior that transforms both personal and uh, personal relationships and large organizational relationships We know that this results in a more positive feedback loop, loop. and we also know that this kind of behavior also snowballs and grows exponentially with time, which inevitably helps everybody feel good, and even better than that, goes from feeling good to great. So I want you to consider yourself now that how can you embrace an above-the-line approach or attitude to life? How can you transform the way you perceive and interact with the world? I do believe that many people want to live above the line. And therefore, I'm inviting you to think about this now. Draw a line in the sand. Ask yourself to be above the line, which is to take ownership, take accountability and be responsible for all things that happen around you and with you, for you and to you. Below the line thinking is when you hear yourself blaming others, making excuses, or when you go into denial, those are all below the line behaviors. And as I said, let's be honest, we all go below the line at times. So I'm inviting you to really think about this, really take it on a part of self-love, a part of honoring who you are is to really draw that line in the sand and ask yourself, am I being above the line right now. I hope you've enjoyed this week's self-love quickie. Please place your comments and feedback in my Instagram page, Kim Morrison 28, or my Facebook page, Kim Morrison Training, or you can go to WellnessCouch.com forward slash self-love podcast. I really hope you're enjoying these beautiful interviews and quickies, and I sincerely hope that they are supporting you to live a better, more beautiful, harmonious life And one where you can take care and be kind. Thanks for listening to the Self Love Podcast. Be sure to write a review and share the love with your friends and family. And head over and visit Kim and her team at 28.com. That's the word 20 and the number 8.com. Take good care.